This is episode 28, Early NBA Talk. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying In Sports, where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. We're your hosts, Joey Polizzi and Costas Kukunada. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Flying In Sports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 28th episode. In this episode, we preview the start of the NBA season. Is there reason for concern with LaMelo Ball's play in the preseason? Who's going to be the next NBA breakout star? And are the Lakers going to win back-to-back championships? All this and a whole, whole lot more on this week's episode. You ready, Kostas? Let's get to it. All right, so before we can talk about the regular season, we must talk about the preseason. You know, some rookies get in their time to get adjusted to the NBA in just this brief period because the NBA season did just end about two, three months ago. So this is a quick turnaround. One guy everyone's talking about is LaMelo Ball, you know, six foot eight point guard. He has the size to be a great point guard. But his first two games in the preseason, not great. You know, he scored zero points in his first game, going 0 for 5 from the field. And in the second game, only 12 points, three for 10 shooting, and two for six from three pointers. Are you concerned with this preseason play? And do you think he won't pen out in the NBA? Okay, well, what's going on with LaMelo Ball, um, to me, was something that I predicted in my head. There's a lot of talk about LaMelo Ball, obviously. I mean, he's overshadowed every other rookie so far in the preseason. Um, I don't think this this should be concerning. I just really hope he doesn't end up wasting his talent like his brother, Lonzo. Um, We all know that Lonzo can pass the ball, and we all know LaMelo can pass the ball. But, you know, Lonzo doesn't really – he's not really a scorer anymore like he was in high school and college. And I don't think that's the case with LaMelo. I definitely think he's going to bring it. I mean, he kind of showed his – his NBA range in the second preseason game they had. Um, but no, I'm not really concerned about LaMelo. I think he is a very good prospect, and I think he's definitely the best NBA prospect that was in this past draft, and I think that he will turn out to be the best ball brother and an NBA all-star. Yeah, speaking of the ball brothers, Leandro Ball just got cut by the Pistons, so his, his career in the NBA is just about done. But back to LaMelo here, there's no reason for concern, I don't think, at all. It's, it's the preseason. I don't really – pay attention a lot to the preseason because it is just the preseason. It doesn't matter much. And, you know, he does have those flashy plays, I think, in the first game behind the back uh, assists. So he does make those plays. But there's no reason to be concerned here. He's 6'8". He's, he's going to score the basketball. He's going to pass. And you saw he has 10 rebounds in his first game. He's going to rebound. He's a big guy, 6'8". He reminds me of a lot of uh, Russell Westbrook. Would you compare him to Russell Westbrook or no? In terms of what? Like his overall play or... Yeah, or his overall play, ball. you know, in, uh, when he played overseas, he wasn't a great shooter. And, you know, neither is Russell Westbrook. You know, they can both pass the ball phenomenal. And they're both they're both great drivers. So is, is that, you think, a good comparison or no? I think this is a... We could say that this is a... Uh, we could say LaMelo is a Russell Westbrook type of player in the making. I want to see his aggression come more now that he's in the NBA and... Basically, this is his franchise now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the keys were passed in, basically. And I just do want to see him get more aggressive in terms of scoring. But, man, that dude can pass the ball. He can pass for sure. But I would like to see a shooting. You know, he struggled when he played overseas. He wasn't the greatest shooter. He might have shot, I think it was less than 30% from three. Now in the NBA, just in preseason, I know it doesn't matter, but he's two for nine from three. You know, I want to see him step up and make, those three balls he has to work on that part of uh, that part of his game if he does he'll be a phenomenal player but for right now he's got to work on it but 
LaMelo Ball, we can both agree, is going to be a nice prospect for the Hornets. You know, some other – we'll move over to some other, you know, NBA rookies. Anthony Edwards, he also struggled in his game. You know, he shot uh, two for nine in his first game and four for 14 in his second game, had five points and then 12. Then we got Patrick Williams. First game, 12 points. Second game, 13 points. A little better than the previous two, but, you know, he didn't shoot the ball well in his second game, only going four for 12. And then there's a guy that I really like, you know. Cleveland Cavaliers really slept on. They selected him fifth overall. Isaac Okoru, great player. He can do it on both sides of the ball in his first game. Again, this is only preseason. Take this with a grain of salt. But he showed his potential. 18 points in the first game, three steals. And in the second game, 15 points, three rebounds, four assists. And shot well, at least 50% in both games. Do you think Isaac Okura has the makings of a Kawhi Leonard, do you think? Well, I think maybe, I mean, the way he's been playing, he could possibly be uh, a Kawhi Leonard. You know, it took a couple years for Kawhi to develop into the player he was and to get even better. But I think Isaac, he's on the right pace. And I think that this is the right team for him to, you know, strive to be one of the best rookies in this class. Maybe I shouldn't say Kawhi Leonard, but maybe like a, a Jimmy Butler. I can see him more being like a Jimmy Butler. You know, he does have great defense. We saw it at Auburn. And I think he could bring that to the NBA and, He's getting really overlooked because of LaMelo Ball, because of Patrick Williams and Anthony Edwards, and a guy we haven't talked about, but James Wiseman, who hasn't played for the Warriors. But I think uh, the Cavs might have got a steal at the fifth pick, and they made the right choice by selecting him. Any other play in the preseason that you looked, that you looked for that really stood out to you? Uh, well, keeping it on rookies, uh, I really like the Suns and what they're doing and how they're using uh, Jalen Smith out of Maryland, their, their uh, lottery pick. I think he's going to be a very good player for the Suns, and I think that you know him and DeAndre Aiden, when they're on the floor, will play very well together. And Jalen Smith is just a dog, man. I really like the way he's been playing. Yeah, for sure with that pick that the Suns selected him, that was kind of a, a reach that many people thought, thought why would they pick him? But you think that, would, that that selection is a good one for the Suns? Yeah, I definitely think so, 100%. And I think that's the direction they're trying to go. They're just trying to find people that can play, man. And, you know, Jalen Smith is, is proving it to them, man, why he why he got selected so early. And I'm excited to see him develop as an NBA player. Now, we'll talk about the Suns. Now, they just, they just acquired Chris Paul in a trade. How did he look with the team in his first game in the preseason? Well, I mean, he's just out there doing Chris Paul things, man. I mean, in the time that he was out there, he looked very good. And I think he looks a, a, he looks pretty comfortable, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, he wasn't scoring a lot. Obviously, he didn't get that many minutes. But, you know, I think that this Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Aiden trio will get things done. But now we'll get to John Wall. You know, John Wall and a first-round pick for Russell Westbrook. Who do you think won the trade, the Wizards or the Rockets? Well, honestly, I think this is pretty even. And hear me out while I say that. Russell Westbrook, obviously, is a former MVP um, you know, holds the record for the most triple doubles. He's a dog, obviously, we know. He's an all-star MVP type of player, obviously. And I think that him going back and reuniting with Scotty Brooks in uh, in Washington will take them in the right direction, but I don't think it will take them all the way to an NBA championship, like Russell's been saying. And also for the Rockets, I think that even though James Harden says he's still unmotivated to play in Houston, even with the acquisition of John Wall, I think this is the type of star player he needs around him. He doesn't need another superstar, but he just needs a star player who can, you know, dish the ball out and help him score. That's all it is. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I think both sides won in their own ways. You know, the Rockets weren't they weren't doing anything. You know, this they were supposed to be this nice super team with Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Clint Capella. They traded Clint Capella and they just wanted to go in a different direction. They're gonna try John Wall in that scenario with James Harden. So who knows if it works, but and then Russell Westbrook with Washington, I don't know if they're gonna win a championship. I doubt they're gonna win. It's not enough just Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, your superstars. You're gonna need more than that. But John Wall for the Rockets, you know, without without uh, James Harden in the mix for the first two preseason games, John Wall looked great. Looked back to his old form. This is the first time he's played in two years. So in his first game, 13 points and nine assists. Second game, 21 points and four assists. So seems like John Wall is getting back in the groove of things and. I like the direction that the Houston Rockets are going. They just need someone else. They need a big guy in there because they can't go small ball. It's not going to get them anywhere. I agree. Another guy in the preseason that has really stepped up, and in their second game was Stephen Curry. He had 29 points, four rebounds, four assists in the second in their second game of preseason action. Is Stephen Curry going to be an MVP caliber player again this season? Well, I can definitely say to those Warriors fans that Steph is back and he is back for good. Hopefully he doesn't get injured again. But I think that, you know, Steph is just that player where, you know, he's always going to be in those MVP talks. But, you know, I think this year there's other players that uh, overshadow him in the race. Yeah, I think a big factor in this year, you know, we all talked about it last year, how we wanted to see how Stephen Curry can lead a team again without Klay Thompson. Well, he won't have Klay Thompson again. So I want to see Stephen Curry step up. A lot of people have him, including Allen Iverson, as the greatest point guard ever, or that he will be when his career is over. I want to see him step up. No Klay Thompson. He has Andrew Wiggins, who's not as good as Klay Thompson. He's got a rookie in James Wiseman, Draymond Green. That's a good lineup. I want to see what Stephen Curry can do to lead that lineup. If he leads his lineup, this squad, to a 3-5 to five seed in the West, Stephen Curry is a great player, and I would – Right now, say that he could be the greatest point guard to ever play. But right now, I don't think he's there yet. What do you think? Uh, in terms of the greatest point guard? Yeah, the greatest point guard. Uh, of our generation, yes. I believe so. But that's about it. Yeah, he he's a shooter. And he's he got the shiftiness. But I want to see what he can do with this Warrior squad. I agree. Move over now. Talk about some NBA breakout players. Last season, we saw Devontae Graham step up, Bam Adebayo, Luka Doncic, even from being a solid player to an MVP caliber player. Give me one player right now who you think is going to be a breakout star in this upcoming season. Well, I have two, actually. All right, I have two, too. So you can go first with your, with your first one. Well, first of all, uh, I've been saying this for a little while now since he's been in the league. And I'm going to say Mikael Bridges of the Phoenix Suns. Man, he's a two-way player. He's improving his scoring game. And he's just an overall team player. And I kid you not, I, I, I hope he does win most improved player of the year. Is he starting now for that Suns team or no? Yeah, he's been starting. He's, he's been starting since last year. Yep. Yeah, looking at his stats, 2019 last season, 9.1 points, 51% from the field, four rebounds, one point assist. So, I think he's got to step it up. He was a great ball player at Villanova. We watched him. Great player. Let's see if now you can do that with the Phoenix Suns. But one player I have, since you're going with your your favorite team, the Phoenix Suns, I'm going to go with my favorite team, Kobe White. I think he's going to have a great season this upcoming season. Last season, 
in his rookie season, 13.2 points, 3.5 rebounds, 2.7 assists in just 25 minutes. Okay, that was his whole season what he averaged. Now let's break down some numbers for you. In his last 15 games, he had double-digit points in 14 of those games, and he averaged 20.4 points and 4.53 assists per game. Now we're going to chop those numbers even smaller. In Kobe White's last nine games with the Bulls last season, you know how many points he averaged? Uh, I believe it wasn't in the – it was in the high – I think it was 18, right? No, 26.1 points per oh, game wow. and 4.4 assists with four rebounds per game while shooting 46%. 26 points, man, from a rookie at the end of the season. He really stepped up. And now with Billy Donovan as the coach, he's going to step up even more. He's taken the lead point guard for the Chicago Bulls this season. He's starting. He's looked very well in preseason for the Bulls. And I actually can see Kobe White taking that next step and being a great dynamic duo with Zach Levine. Who's your second breakout star this season? Well, I'm going to go from a kid uh, who grew up in the same area as me, and I'm going to go with Taylor Horton Tucker of the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. Um, we saw you know, the preseason I'm, game. He, that was nice for him. Yeah, I, and I mean, he's just a one-of-a-kind player, man. His wingspan is 7-1 as a guard. That's Just put that into perspective how long his limbs are. Um, and, man, he's a guard. He's shifty. He can handle the ball. He's really improved his game ever since, you know, leaving Simeon and even at Simeon in high school, uh, Chicago high school, um, and going to Iowa State. He improved his game. He improved his shot. And, you know, being under the influence of LeBron will only take you to the next level. And I think that's what's happening here. And LeBron's taking Taylor into his, into his wing. And, you know, he's looking good, man. 33 points in his last preseason game against the Clippers. And I think he had 10 rebounds as well. Um. Wow, that's all I'm gonna say. And even Kawhi said, "Who is that kid?" <laughs> it's so that, that's who I'm gonna go with. Looking back at his last season stats, he didn't really play. He only played six games last play. year. He was hurt. He he was with the G League team. Yeah, he was with South Bay, the South Bay Lakers. Yeah, and six games for the Lakers. It's a rookie. It, he's gonna step up. But in his uh in his G League action, he did average 18 points. 6.3 rebounds, 3.9 assists. You know, it's G League, but, you know, still solid stats. And I do like where you're going there. I just – I want to see him take that next step, and I want to see him get the minutes. And I think if he does get the minutes, I think he can prove to be a solid asset for that Los Angeles Lakers team. 100%. Now, I've won. I could have gone two. I, I had a, one. I had Colin Sexton, but I can't really say improved because he did average almost 21 points last year. So – and 3.3 assists. I would like to see him pass the ball more and get more assists, but I think Colin Sexton's going to take a huge step up here. But a guy I think is really going to take that next step is Michael Porter Jr. He really hasn't yes, played sir. a lot. He hasn't played a lot. 2019 missed the whole season with the back injury. And then last season, in the regular season, only played 16 minutes, nine, nine points, almost five rebounds. So you know, not a lot, but when he did play, he was dominant. And when they played in the bubble – and when he played at least 30 minutes, which only happened four times in his career, his season average or his career average when he plays at least 30 minutes, 29.25 points, 12.5 rebounds, and he shot 57% from the field. So you look at Michael Porter. If he's healthy, Michael Porter is going to win most improved player. It just depends on his health. And we saw what he did in the playoffs. He did step up. In 19 games in the playoffs that he played, 
12 of them he scored in double figures. So when Michael Porter plays, I think he has a good shot at really starting for this Nuggets team and being most improved player this upcoming season. I agree. I really like MPJ a lot. And, I mean, he's just an all-around player. And if the Nuggets give him the chance, and I hope they also give Bulbul a chance as well this season, uh, I think that they have a couple of good youngsters and they will be good for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, might even say the next decade because they do have those young players yeah. with Jamal Murray. They have Nikola Jokic, as we know. Um, they still have Gary Harris, I believe. And they got these Michael Porter Jr. and they got Bulbul, who – who knows what's going to happen to this team, but this team is dangerous once again. It's just, can they get over the hump? They can't seem to get over the hump and get to the finals, but is this the year that they finally get over the hump, do you think? I don't think so. I think that, you know, they're going to obviously make that run again like they did last year, and they're going to go far for sure. And, you know, this this team has matured a lot, have gained the experience they, they, uh, they had last season playing in the playoffs and making it to the conference finals. But um, I don't think so, man. Like I said, the West is just too good. The West is really tough. And now let's move over. Move over to our NBA predictions for the season. You know, the season is starting next week, so we're excited about that. But now let's get into some predictions here. Let's start. We'll talk about the Nuggets first. Where do you think they'll wind up in the West finishing-wise? I think definitely two or three. Two or three. So you have them beating what team? The Clippers? You think they'll be better than the Clippers this season? Yeah, either the Clippers will end up with a two spot or um, they will be beating the Clippers in terms of the the, record. the rankings for sure. Yeah, and record, yeah. Yeah, now we talked about it earlier. Stephen Curry with the Warriors. Where do you see them winding up? Um, you know, I don't think that they're the same team anymore. And I think Steph Curry's definitely got to do some work with all the young guys. And, you know, he's got to talk to them. And, you know, everyone's got to be on board. Andrew Wiggins as well. I want him to step up big for the Warriors if they're going to make a playoff run. But I definitely think they'll end up maybe in the sixth spot in the West. That's, yeah, that's pretty – six or, six or lower. That's a pretty good spot. Sure. I, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because it is Stephen Curry. It is Draymond Green. It is Andrew Wiggins, who I think could be a great asset to Stephen Curry. And they have Steve Kerr, who's an excellent coach. So I'm going to give them the five seed in the West. I think they'll pull together some victories. I think Stephen Curry is a hard point guard to guard, and I think he's going to lead the Warriors to some key games. We'll move over now to the East. We'll break down some teams right here. The Milwaukee Bucks. Where do you see them finishing this upcoming season? Giannis just signed a five-year, $228 million Supermax extension with the Bucks. Back-to-back MVP title. They did get Drew Holiday in a trade. Where do you see them winding up? Well, we're talking about Yanni here. We're talking about the Greek freak. Um, they're going to end up in the top two spots in, in the East for sure. Uh, if we're talking about playoff-wise now, uh, this is Yanni's time to step up and take the Milwaukee Bucks, small market team, to the finals. I, I think they I think they fully get to the finals this year. I'm in agreement with you. I think Giannis got what he needed. He got Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday is not some superstar, but he is a former all-star. And I think this is what the team needed. They already have Chris Middleton. Giannis with Drew Holiday, those three, is deadly. Because Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday can all play defense and shoot the ball well. So I think this Bucks team is really dangerous. And I think they do get the number one seed. Now, another team, the Miami Heat, who we saw in the NBA Finals against the Heat. They did lose. Where do you see them 
this year? Do you see them being the one seed, the two seed, or, you, or do you see them falling a little bit? I see them anywhere from, you know, being the surprise one seed to all the way to the fourth seed. I mean, they could fall into any of those te- or any of those uh, spots. I mean, they do have pretty much the same roster except for a couple of role players that they uh, they um, let go. But they did get Precious Achua, who will be a, definitely a good Miami Heat basketball player, no doubt about it. And, um, you know, they got players that need to step up as well and take the next level, just like Duncan Robinson and uh, Tyler Hero. The thing with the Miami Heat is they're very young. And props to them. Exactly. Props to them for getting to the finals last year. But I think they got lucky, and I don't see them being get anywhere close to the finals this upcoming season. You know, one team we didn't talk about today is the Brooklyn Nets, and they get healthy Kevin Durant back with Kyrie Irving. Will this work in Brooklyn? Um, you know, last season I said it wouldn't work, and when all the Harden talks came in, then I said it definitely wouldn't work. But now that that's out of the way, I think, uh, you know, watching them in preseason, I think Kyrie's back mentally. Um, you know, he can sometimes be a little bit unstable with what, you know, happens outside of the locker room and even in the locker room. And he kind of takes it and, you know, it's kind of all negative energy. But I, I think he's good now. You know, he's figuring out his things with the media as well. Um, but Kyrie's been balling out and him and Kevin Durant want to play together and, Anytime you got players that want to play together and win, success only comes about. I think this team, the Nets team with KD and Kyrie, get that two seed in the East. I think they're just that good with Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan. I think they get the two seed. I agree. I think one or two for sure. And before we end this segment, we'll get our predictions for the entire season. So we'll start with MVP. Who do you think is going to win the MVP? Right now, Luka, Curry, and Giannis are the three favorites to win MVP. Who do you got winning MVP this season? Uh, no questions about it. My boy Luca, been saying it. Yeah, I mean, you and all the betters. They're betting on Luca this season. And this was my MVP pick last season, Stephen Curry, before he got hurt. And I'm going to roll with Stephen Curry again. I think without Clay Thompson, the focus is going to be on him. And he's going to want to score at 30, 35 points a game. I think he does. I'm going Curry. That's a good pick for this year. Yeah, I think without Clay, he. he He's going to benefit, especially from the scoring aspect. But now let's get to our finals prediction. Who do you think is going to be in the finals and who do you think is going to win? Well, our way too early finals prediction, I'm going to go with, obviously, the Lakers. Unstoppable in the West. No one's going to beat them. Braun, AD, second back-to-back championship. Give THT a second one as well. Um, I'm going to go with the Lakers. And I want to see... Yanni in, in the finals against LeBron, for sure. Now, who do you think would win, Lakers or Bucks? Oh, 100% the Lakers. But Yanni will put up a fight, for sure, with that Bucks roster, which is going to be pretty lethal this season. Um, but I'm definitely going to go with the Lakers on this one. It's hard, to go, it's hard to go against the Lakers, let's be honest. I mean, they won last season, yet they added Dennis Schroeder, who's a great, great point guard, great six-man for the Thunder last season. And they added Montrezl Harold, who... We know it was an animal inside the paint, including Wesley, Wesley Matthews they added. So Lakers just got five times better, and I'm going to have to agree with you. Lakers in the West are going to go to the finals. And I wanted to go Bucks, but since you're going Bucks, I don't want to be Nets. I don't want to be even with you, but you're right. I'm going to go with the Nets. I think KD, you know, he, he's going to want it. He took a year off. He wants it. And, and I, Kyrie against Braun. 
for sure. Yeah, KD against Braun, and I don't like LeBron, but I think Lakers win back-to-back championships this year yet again. LeBron's just LeBron and AD just have that connection. I don't know if anyone can stop them. Yeah, for sure. Lakers all the way. Don't want to say it, but Lakers should be your 2021 way too early prediction from Joey and Costas. So this will end our 28th episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at flyinginsports underscore podcast, especially for details on our next episode. Check back next week where we continue to talk about the sports world. We're flying in sports and we'll